On this episode of Strictly Grizzness, we're going to cover the first few games that opened up our season. We'll go ahead and talk about a couple injuries that we saw these last two weeks, and we're going to hit you with a couple new segments. All that and more on Strictly Grizzness, but first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Doug here from Doug's Drugs and Adult Diapers. We've got you covered from the Monday muds to the Sunday stains. We've got expert technicians here that could fit any size or shape that your bottom requires. And now, we're the new official adult diaper of Strictly Christmas. <laughs> Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast providers. Podcast Strictly Grizzness. My name is Mo here with Kyle today. How's it going? And Austin and Henry couldn't be here today, but we'll get them on the next one. But as always, we just jump right into Grizzness, as I, as if you wouldn't let me make these bad dad jokes. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's just jump into it before I make something stupid. All right. First thing on the agenda: season opener. Yep, against Miami. The Miami Heat. Lost 120 to 101, but it's kind of expected. They're not going to be able to play perfectly the first time. Yeah. Season opener away is always pretty hard, too. With an entirely new team and a new organization in general. New head coach, yeah. I can see that being um, an obstacle. Triple J, though, got 17 points, I believe. Yeah, scoring points leader. For For the Grizzlies. Do we know who the actual point scorers or uh, it's not important if it wasn't a grizzly it's not important exactly <laughs> uh but yeah we'll just go keep moving on because there's what eight games we have to cover so we're just gonna kind of just go with real quick i guess through these first ones why not um so yeah moving on to the second game of the season is our home opener uh another loss 110 to 102 to the chicago bulls old zach levine decided to pull one out of his ass she's Again, Triple J was the lead scorer for the Grizzlies. Valanciunas, 13 rebounds. Yeah. And uh, old Ja Morant, five assists. Distributing that ball. Which, that's one thing I've noticed about this new team. The passing is just ridiculous. I like it. A lot more alley-oops. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe some where they shouldn't have been tested, but, yeah. It's It's that new form of basketball, a young basketball. It's a lot faster. Yeah, it's cool. That's one of the first times I've been able to say that watching the Grizzlies. Like it, it, it is a lot faster. Yeah. Been also a while to be like, hey, look at this new young team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, it's, when was the last time I heard that? Right, new young team, <laughs> not led by the same veterans who can't get a W. Yeah, but well. we lost that home opener. But finally, third game came around against the Brooklyn Nets. Against the Nets too, yeah. And uh, I think that was here in Memphis as well. Mm-hmm. We beat them 134 to 133. In overtime. In overtime. Old Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's buzzer beater, man. The with the shot with heard this, around Memphis. With this assist from Ja. Ja pulled that one out, 30 points, 9 assists. Yeah, which is insane for 
rookie and, was yeah, he 19 years old yeah and Kyrie tried his damnedest to I mean he had like 30 points how too. many times did he block Kyrie I heard he what well, he blocked him once that was to send it into overtime yeah that was a couple times maybe not oh, yeah I know that the, the the overtime overtime block yep and then off of that awesome game of course it's like oh hey come play the Lakers yeah in Los Angeles in Los Angeles so that was our Halloween. Two days later, our Halloween game, <laughs> the Lakers. That that was ridiculous. Like those calls, like the biggest dudes on the court, uh, Anthony Davis. Like he would get tapped, and they're just like, "Oh, we got to protect the player here, guys." Yeah, man. That was the the officiating in this league is retar- is I don't even know what word. Yeah, I'm so it's gonna it, get me. It, so yeah, pissed, it's getting man. to that point. Like. Uh, when they were when they used to talk about the lingerie refs for the NFL, like this isn't that bad. Yeah, but it's it's getting there. Like, it, what were you refing before that? Like, you know, there is some contact that is allowed. You can't just call every single thing. And these after the fact fouls, like these late whistles and like after the fact calls, where it's like, oh yeah, he shot the ball, but you weren't in his landing space, but you tapped his elbow after the ball release was released from his hands. How did that affect the shot whatsoever? Get over it. The Lakers, man. So, yeah, coming off of that amazing loss with <laughs> John Morant was the team leader on that one, 16 points. Yeah. Valentinus had 11 rebounds. 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 But, yeah, we lost 91 to 120 in the end. Then uh, almost like a whole week went by, and on that Saturday we played the Phoenix Suns at the oh, FedEx Forum. Got to see Javon Carter. Old Javon. <laughs> John Morant, once again, lead scorer. Which, by the way, John Morant, every... I mean, he's pretty consistent with that. That's yeah. his lead scorer all the time. I mean, that's... 24 what, points in that game. That's what we needed. And yeah. it, it was perfect. And, of course, the first... What was it? The first pick without Chris Wallace? <laughs> and he's exactly what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron was a fluke. I mean, that was... There's no way you could pass up on that one. Yeah, that was... I mean, it, it, you never know. It was Chris Wall, so yeah, that's very it's true. very possible that he would have passed up on that. But so we lose that one hundred five to one fourteen. Um, that was a welcome back home for Javon, I guess, or I wouldn't say home. Just welcome to your last team, <laughs> your first and last team. Okay, and uh, then Monday we played the Rockets here at FedEx Forum. That was a pretty cool game. Seeing Westbrook connect with. John Morant, you know, after the game, before the game. Seemed like he was giving him some pointers there after the game. Yeah. Um, just probably, on his career in general. Probably just telling him to keep doing what he's doing. Like, yeah, yeah you're going to get blocked. That's part of the game. That's part of being the type of player that both of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was actually the lead scorer on that. That game with 23 points. That was another loss, 107 to 100. But it, we did score 100, so that was a Chalupa <laughs> game. So everybody got a Chalupa if you had a ticket. And uh, let's see, Valentinus had 10 rebounds that game. John Morant was the lead assist with six assists. Back two, to that passing. Two, yeah. Two days later, finally the streak ends with a win at the FedEx Forum against the Timberwolves. And that game was – we looked amazing. Yeah, that was the best I've seen this. Like, Dylan Brooks, first off, just – blew a hole in the arena like couldn't be stopped that wasn't dude 
John Morant looked pretty damn good too. The whole team did. I mean, Brandon Clark out there swatting people, alley oops. And then we got they talked to Jonas after that one too. After that game, see what he had to say. Yeah, they, that that changed our momentum. You know, that changed our you know thinking about the game. You know, we 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 said we're gonna build on good habit, good habits, good moments of uh, Houston game, and we did it. You know, we did with uh, defense first of all. That was a great win. You know, we needed. What was the key from what we saw on Monday to tonight? Uh, defense. You know, uh, doing less mistakes on defense. You know, being on the same page all together. That's what we did tonight. We still got a clean couple of areas, but you know, never going to be perfect game. You got to make mistakes, but uh, at most of the part, we 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 played good defense. So that's what lead us to the to the win. It was a season high in points, season high in field goal percentage, and three point percentage. What does that say about your attitude and that that the team brings out there on the court? You know, we're shooting better. That's that's the goal. That's what we needed to do, and we shot better. You know. Um, Brooks was was on fire today. He made all the tough ones, or all the easy ones, and you know, everybody as a as a group, we 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 made our job. He's his interviews sound like that one like Russian hockey player goalie where they gets in a fight. Like it's only game. Why you have to be mad? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he had a good, he made a good point. The defense was there, and they hit the shots that they needed to. I mean, Dylan Brooks is throwing up every single thing that he could, but, I mean, good yeah. on him. Got, what, 31 points out of it? Yeah. So, I mean, it worked. Got that win. Uh, went to Orlando on Friday to play against the Magic. And Magic are not that good. Nope. And we lost pretty bad. <laughs> 86 to 118. Um it looked like for a second though we we were do we were going to come back there for a second then fourth quarter we kind of just yeah phoned it in yeah i mean they they started the quarter by what down by six we're we're down by like so, 14 at the half and then yeah, six like in the that. fourth quarter and it's just it seems like that just new players playing together and like getting used to the long games of the nba i mean some of those plays look like we've never picked up a basketball in our lives you know <laughs> it was I don't know. We just played bad. Yeah, I I, I think sometimes they also get they also get a little ahead of themselves with these passes. Like some of these passes I've seen, it's like, how did you even know that would be coming towards you? Like straight two K shit. And I get it. Like, yeah, the passing's great and everything, but there are those errant passes that are just like, why did you do that? Like, why did you attempt that? You gotta get used to playing together. And it looked like the same thing happened with the Mavericks, but Jenkins had something to say about. Uh, Coach Jenkins had something to say about the loss. Yeah, Luca. That was the loss, man. Luca came out, made us look dumb. But hey, no one expected us to be coming out of the gate hot, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's a young team, new. I mean, we've been saying this since the last season. But yeah, I mean, I, being realistic, I know in the past episodes I've said. Yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. We have an opportunity and all that. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. I get it. Yeah, we're not. But I think the whole 25 games that, you know, everybody's saying, I think we're projected to win 25 games. This yeah. Season. I think we can win a little more than that. I don't think we're going to be that bad. I mean, we, it won't be bad for us if we did just win 25 games, though, you know? And it's just playing to, up to everybody's expectations. But then we would also, you know, be pretty good set up, I guess, for next year. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, let's see what uh, Coach Jenkins had to say about that loss to the Mavericks. One for us. Um, you know, we've been talking about all season long. And then, you know, the last two games about just really trying to identify our defensive identity. And, you know, we're struggling right now, um, you know, giving up 60 plus points in the paint, you know, give the Mavericks tons of credit. They came out firing on all cylinders, hitting, I think, 18 threes. Uh, that makes it tough. Um, but in back to back nights, you know, as we've trying to solidify this defensive identity about anchoring down and protecting the paint and, you know, second chance points, um, it's a struggle. And, you know, we're going to get through it and we're going to get through it together. Um, our guys, as you know, as frustrated as all of us are, are saying the right things about what we need to do, how we got to, you know, compete and compete together. Our standards that we talk about every single day, um, and now we get to get great chance to go on the road where it really tests you even more. And uh, hopefully, our guys bounce back on Monday and um, on this road trip. Taylor, was there a concerted effort to kind of force feed Jaron a little bit in the, in the second half? And what did you think of his offensive uh, outburst? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it was early offense. There were a couple of play calls that we had to get him the ball. He's obviously had two games back to back, and it's a credit to him, his approach, his mentality, like we talked about before the game, um, and his teammates trusting him. I mean, we still had 31 assists tonight, so uh, our offense is significantly trending uh, in a good direction. Defensively, we're slipping quite a bit, and we've got to recover from that. But JJ set a tone for us, um, you know. Uh, but I felt like our guys tried to find him in early offense and credit to him, you know, making efficient, quick decision plays. And um, he had a great game because of it. Can you, uh, can you talk a little bit about from a pick and roll standpoint in, in, in that deep drop with, with Jonas? It seemed as though they were really taking advantage and getting into that opportunity. Is that something that you guys are going to look at down the line? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, regardless of whatever coverage we're in, we, we mixed up a lot of different coverages tonight, and I said, you know, credit to the Mavericks. I mean, they were getting at the rim, they are getting the paint, floaters, kickouts for threes. Um, you know, our activity was there for some stretches when we made some runs, but, you know, wasn't there. You look at the second chance points and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, Jonas, you know, we've experimented a little bit in practice, putting him in a couple of different coverages. I think the other night we had him blitzing um, some, you know, uh, pick and rolls, I think, against Orlando. So it's definitely something we'll study. It's not all on Jonas. It's all on five of us. Uh, it's on me as a coach, you know, to figure out at the end of the day always where we put our guys in their best, you know, positions possible. Um, so, you know, again, credit to the Mavericks. They were hitting a lot of shots, hitting the floaters, shots that we wanted to give up, and then you tack on the threes, and it makes it for a tough night for you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to get in the paint with somebody like fucking Boban in there. He's going he's gonna to dominate anything. He takes one step, and he's all the way on the other side of the paint. Isn't it, isn't it right now the tallest guy? Yeah, I think so. In the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. And you got him on the inside, and then you got Luca on the outside. And Tim Hardaway Jr. sitting up, bringing some points up, too. Ever since they lost Dirk, it's just hasn't changed too much. It's just different people taking the shots. It's, this, it's the same gameplay style, though. Like, it's the same team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mark Cuban seems to. I guess do something, right? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, that leaves the Grizzlies right now sitting at two and seven to begin the season. Um, like I said, I guess people kind of expected that. Yeah. So not too many people were upset. But uh, it, it would be good to see a couple more wins, at least. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but let's see. So on the 11th, so Monday the 11th, which I'm pretty sure it's safe to say this will be posted on iTunes by the 11th. So I'll just say Monday. Uh, you go to San Antonio, take on the Spurs. And then uh, going on to Wednesday, we'll take on the Hornets in Charlotte, leading to Friday where we come home, and that's the Mike Conley return game, which is yeah. going to be 
awesome. That's going to be huge. Huge. The Jazz are pretty good this year, too. So it's going to be a good game, hopefully. Um, and I'm going to try to get tickets. So Yeah, I'm sure Conley's going to get a warm welcome. Oh, there's going to be a standing ovation. Yeah, 100%. definitely. And then they're going to come out and blast us. <laughs> nah. Yeah. 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 Watch Mike Conley have like a career game. Right. It's like you, it would be in the FedEx forum against the Grizzlies. Though. Against the Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, dude, why, why can't you do this before? Like, I understand you didn't have the weapons around him. But Just, it hits different, you know, when yeah, you come home. It hits different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what yeah. about them fun facts? Fun facts. We're going fun facts. All right. Well, fun facts segment. Let's see. I got, let's see. This is my fun fact. John Morant this last week became the second player in NBA history to average 20 points per game at 50% shooting and five assists per game. Behind who? The first was Michael Jordan in 1984. There you go. There you go. It's a pretty good fun fact. Mm -hmm. What do you got? All right. Well, that Mavs game, as shitty as it was, was the second highest single game score in franchise history behind the 144 points we scored on January 3rd, 2007 against Golden State. That's interesting. Yeah. Against Golden State, too. (laughs) Yeah. Golden State, man. Last in the West right now. Uh, Well, for obvious reasons. Yeah. They're going to tank. Yeah. No question there. Lose one player. One player. And then you're going to tank. I mean, you lost KD and Iggy. Yeah, but one player that you got right now. You still, you still got your, you still <laughs> got franchise your, player, yeah, you I still see. got your splash bros and all that. Before we get onto that Curry stuff in detail, though, because um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see what one of our, don't we have like a message from one of our sponsors? Yep. Yeah, I think we need to do that. Oh, wh- how do you guys keep getting in here? Sheila, what I tell you about locking that back door? No, not the barn door. The back door. Well, since I got you here, Bruce's barn doors and barbecue didn't exactly pan out as well as I'd hoped. So I've reincorporated under a new name, Bruce's back doors and briskets. When I'm coming in your back door with my beef briskets, I like to set the mood with a little bit of Strictly Grizzness. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast providers. And we're back. Hey, hey, hey. All right, so on Strictly Grizzness, you guys know that we're always trying to give you new segments. That's, that's a lie. But we are going to start doing that. So <laughs> um, this new segment that we want to add to the show is called the Memphis Minute. And basically where it is, where it's, we have 60 seconds to kind of fill you in real quick on some other news Memphis related. So it's the Memphis Tigers or maybe, you know, if something's not going on with the Memphis Tigers, we'll talk about a festival or something that's going on. Maybe yeah. a show that's coming to Memphis. But uh, there's some big news about the Tigers. Uh, so, so let's we'll, start the timer. So yeah. And three, two, one, take it away, Mo. All right. So the NCAA has ruled James Wiseman, the unicorn, uh, ineligible to play for the 2019-2020 basketball season. Yeah, apparently their reasoning is Penny helped him move to Memphis. And since he donated money back in 2008 to the university, they still considered him a um, booster. And I know some people are saying, well, what's the big deal? They moved him, helped him move to Memphis. Well, you got to understand, James Wiseman went to a very nice school in Nashville, played basketball there, and he had all the opportunities there. But some, 
for some reason decided to move to East High School in Memphis to play under Penny Hardaway. Uh, I say some reason, but obviously it was his AAU coach. Yeah, but at the same time, there's no way that Penny Hardaway or anyone else knew that he was going to be coaching at the University of Memphis, and that was like his big plan. Right, but the saying is a booster helped a player move to the, closer to the university to help with recruiting. Yeah, a one-time booster donated in 2008, and you still keep him on the books as a booster. I didn't make the rule. It's stupid. It won't hold up in court, but we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, this is just all for recognition. That's all it is. And I guess that's our minute. Yeah. All right. We, we did pretty we good on the first one. expanded that, but yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We did pretty good for the first time. But uh, so that was your Memphis Minute, I guess. So let's go ahead and shift gears back into the NBA. And we'll start off with what we were just talking about before the break. Uh, Steph Curry. Golden yeah. State lost Steph Curry. So Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry will be out for at least three months while recovering from a surgery on his left broken hand. But is he having that surgery or is it just broken? Well, he already had surgery. It was successful. Uh, um, so now it's recovery. So they're sheesh. saying um, more than likely he'll be out for the rest of the season. Uh, but they're giving us a three months right now. So I can see him being out for the rest of the season. Or if he does come back for the playoffs, or yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. But yeah, they're just gonna <laughs> there's no really, like, really reason for him to be back, you know. So. I uh, that's a it is what it is. That's a Golden State thing, but that's gotta suck though. Like yeah. colliding with uh, what's his name, Ubre. Yeah, and went head first, landing on his hands. Like I guess it's like trying to break his fall. Like how many how many times does that happen to people? Usually when they're children, like yeah. rollerblading or something. <laughs> See how Steph Curry looks on the court. Yeah, he looks like a child. This is very true. A very well talented, <laughs> very talented child. Yes. But, dude, another uh, big injury was this just happened was Gordon Hayward. Did you hear about that? Did you see that? Yeah, hand, like, same thing, hand, too. Yeah, fractured his hand. I think it was over an illegal screen. Yeah. Uh, and didn't even fall, just Aldridge. Legal screen, moving screen. It sucks, man, because he had a lot of momentum going into the season, you know. Yeah, and he just came off that other, that horrific leg injury. One of the worst I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That's hard to even think about, but, like. Need some calcium, man. He needs some milk, man. Need strong calcium, build strong bones, dude. I don't know. The guy just the guy can't catch a break. Or I guess he can. But <laughs> 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 who else got injured? I feel like there's another. Well, we guess we can do the Zion checkup because he's yeah. still injured, isn't he? I, yeah. And here's what here's what Zion had to say about this whole injury recovery process. You know, it it hurt at first, but I'm not out forever, so. My mindset is just come back stronger, come back better, uh, so I can help my team. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. It's just, I think when I'm ready, uh, no real, no real timetable. When I'm ready, I'll come back. It's a long season. This isn't like college or something where it's 30 games. It's 82 games, so I don't really see a need to rush back. I guess he's just still recovering. Yeah. That. Yeah. So basically, they got Zion uh, benched just kind of as a precaution because he's yeah. at. He's hurt the knee, but not as bad as it was in college during that, that big game. Yeah, but he's probably come back to haunt him. But it's also the third time in one year that he's messed up that knee. So they're benching him for – right now they're just saying a few weeks. We don't know how long that's going to be because a few weeks can be months. So Yeah, and with knees it could be cartilage or something that doesn't heal normally. Yeah, so I think they're just kind of holding off right now until the season kind of gets a little deeper. and then Yeah, um, that kind of kills my uh, rookie, of the, rookie of the year prediction. <laughs> John Morant right now yeah, is a contender. That's, that's, that's what it seems. But yeah, so there's that going on. Is there any other? There's no. I feel like there's another big injury. No. Those are three pretty big ones though. 
Yeah, those are the three biggest ones this season so far. Oh, yeah. oh, Grayson Allen. That was the other big one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grayson Allen's uh, so far looking to be the next Traylon Parsons as far as injured. Yeah, but at least he's putting up numbers. Yeah, that's true. And that's he can, true. and he's not a gangly ass looking dude running down the court. I will say he kind of cleaned up his play style. Yeah, that's what I was most worried about because he's got that just stipulation that falls all everywhere the tripping you can't really get over that that's just flat out dirty yeah just bad just bad bad police work bad police work hey uh so i know we already did the fun facts and everything but this is just kind of something i just wanted to throw in real quick not really a fun fact i guess um but so far in these first few games every team that has played us has scored over 100 points that's not a fun fact (laughs) that's it that's not fun (laughs) It's not fair, is what it is. Not cool. Not, not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> but with all that going on, looking at the West right now, it's not really what you saw last last year. No, but it's it's still the same old West. It's just the teams are flip flopping. Still the wild, wild West. Um, the Grizzlies right now, with the new standings as of Saturday night, are second to last in the West. Um, Last being drum roll. Golden State. Which um, is kind of funny to see, but you know that's purposeful. Yeah. Um, and then Pelicans are third from last, so they're just right above us. I think uh, number one right now in the West, though, is the Lakers. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. Right. God. I'm going to talk about tampering. Taco Tuesday was a tampering tool. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. I can't stand dude, that, did you dude. see, uh, I don't know what game it was. It was like one of the recent games, but the whole crowd was chanting Taco Tuesday. It might have been the Memphis game. They were chanting Taco Tuesday. As if LeBron invented that. Any trademark it or something? Yeah, such a douche. You can't do that. No, dude. People have been saying that since before you were born, man. I'm going to go ahead and trademark the word hello. I'm pretty sure what's her name one of the Kardashians just trademarked uh, Rise and Shine because of her TikTok video who's the youngest one I don't know man who cares Kylie yeah of course her name would be close to mine she trademarked Rise and Shine that's get out of here with that it's like that's that's like when Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson trademarked happy birthday it's like you just screwed every restaurant in America now because now they have to do hey hey it's your birthday or happy birthday birthday that's why they can't sing happy birthday it's just rich people doing rich people things yeah because you needed that money didn't you get back to basketball (laughs) bah humbug um we'll go ahead let you cool down with another commercial (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Welcome to Barry's Boston Market used car lot. Come on down. We'll fit you into a brand new used Celica. And for a limited time, we'll throw in a free styrofoam cooler full of your favorite seafood. Snapper, we got it. Crabs, you know we got it. Lobster, oh yeah, we got it. And since I'm a good guy, we'll set you up with a subscription to my favorite podcast, Strictly Grizzness. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast providers. All right, so I think we have one more segment that we're going to add in. It's the last one that we'll do for this episode. 
but this new segment is called on the hustle and we're going to talk a little about our g league team the hustle memphis hustle and uh, if you know anything about them they're pretty good uh killed it last season so this this time around we're going to go ahead and talk about them a little so here's on the hustle we're going to get some background music for this all right, so in the NBA G League, or Memphis Hustle started the season at 2-0 with two wins over the Texas Legends, where Josh Jackson was a man amongst boys in both games, <laughs> especially the last game, where he scored 21 points. 19 of those points, in fact, were scored in 16 minutes. Tracy McGrady numbers right there. He finished with 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. So the Memphis Hustle are 2-0 and right now, looking pretty good going into our season. Um, go Hustle. Is Dusty still down there? No. Got, Got it. it. Watsonabi is, though. <laughs> He's still making an appearance sometimes. Got to keep that Japanese fan base with us. Yeah, yeah you know, Watsonabi is the second uh, Japanese player in history to play. Wait, what? Second person of Japan. What am I trying to say here? He's the second Japanese man to play an NBA game. Hmm. Who's yeah. the first? I don't know. Oh, it probably be, I probably should have known that before I said that, but I know he's number two. Which, by the way, Memphis gets a lot of the second. Yeah, stats. It's always know? number two. It's number two. Number, number two, two. Yeah. Second player in history, two. Yeah. Second team in history, two. Never the first. Memphis yeah. is never first, except in murder. Whoa, this got dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I guess that's all we got for today, right? Yeah. Um, until uh, let's see next week. Um, or whenever but yeah we'll see what we do this week Uh, we'll see Mike Conley this week so that'll be pretty cool so we'll get to talk about that and um, yeah I think that's all we got till next time see ya